Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to the Cheats Movement on WRIR. It is Tuesday, October 29th. Gigi Broadway is in the building. I'm here. <laughs> are you sure? I am here. You know, I was are just contemplating. Sure? I was just contemplating. I haven't been downtown in um, a couple weeks, so. Yes, you, you heard it. For, you heard it here, folks. You heard it here first. We are at our 804 RVA home, mm-hmm. uh, our longtime sponsor of the Cheats Movement on WRIR. So big shout out to 804 RVA. And we are here for a very special reason. We have got a panel, if you will, coming in to talk about the focus of today's show. And the focus of today's show is none other than Kanye West. Jesus is King. The new album is out. The interviews are out. The IMAX movie is out. Gigi Broadway's been brushing up on the Kanye West, the yay madness, if you will. Uh, We're not going to get into that right now because we have uh, two other uh, panelists coming to join us, Noah O and C. Goss, both uh, independent artists here in Richmond, Virginia, both have a lot to say when it comes to the career and trajectory, as most of you all have about Kanye West. At this point, is there anyone, Gigi, that doesn't have an opinion about Kanye West? I think everyone has at least a little something, something to say. Everyone has an opinion. So, and we want to hear your opinions, right? Definitely. So you might want to share those either online. You can email the show at thecheatsmovement at gmail.com. We're really excited about that. But first... We have to check in with my homegirl, Gigi Broadway, the co-host extraordinaire, to find out everything that's going on. It is the month of October. You know what that means? Yes. The ghouls and the goblins are out. Halloween is upon us. I know you hate that. Halloween is upon us. And yes, if you follow the show, I do not like Halloween. Uh, my wife, Aria, called me a Halloween Scrooge. <laughs> going into this weekend. However, I do have an update that I'm excited to share with you and the listeners. I don't dislike Halloween as much this year as in years past. Oh, okay. Talk to me about that. So, uh, one, I like Cameron's costume a whole lot. Mm, It must be a really good costume. It is the Miles Morales uh, Enter the Spider-Verse Spider-Man outfit. So, he's got the... You know, the the young African-American, black-American Spider-Man outfit. One of, Enter the Spider-Verse, I guess, came out two years ago, but it's one of his favorite movies. He still watches it. That's dope. Um, and so we did go out. Shout out to everybody that gave us recommendations online on Saturday. I don't know if you know this. I threw out. I was like, hey, look, I got a five-year-old kid. <laughs> it's Saturday. That's when the majority of the Halloween activities were going to be happening. What is a good family-friendly mm. Halloween experience? And uh, the listeners and our um, friends on social media pointed me to Innsbruck Pumpkin Palooza, and we went Saturday afternoon right after Cam's basketball game. We had a great time. Oh, I didn't even hear about that. That was a great one. And you know what? Um, because some people did suggest. And I've been several years to the Zombie Walk in Carytown. Have you ever been to that? No, but I heard it was fun. It's it's amazing. The Zombie Walk in Carytown is, I think it's in its 15th year. It was just in its 15th year. It is wow. an amazing activity. However, this is my only caveat for parents of toddlers. It is scary. Is it really? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Because it's a zombie walk, so most of the people are dressed up. It's not like cute Halloween out costumes. They, just, they get down. They get elaborate. They're zombies. It's like the Walking Dead type 
like walking up and down Carey Street. And for toddlers or even <laughs> very impressionable children, it is a scary thing. For toddlers, I can see that being a little bit frightful. It's a bit much. And some of them will come up and touch you. Like, I've never done the King's Dominion, like Halloween Havoc stuff. Have no, you? No, no, no. Okay, because I heard that's also very cool, but but teenager adultish, and I think the zombie walk, honestly, even though it's in the middle of the day yeah. in character, I think you've got to have a level of maturity. Like my five year old would be crying in the middle of the street. Like what's going on? I think you should start them off kind of like that early and wean them into no. like the the fresh. <laughs> Absolutely not. I'm gonna tell you why because I'm trying to wean him off Halloween. Like oh, I, no. want, I don't want him to be into it as he gets older. I want him Stop. to come off of it. Just let him embrace the, the ghouls. Yeah, and I really don't. We talked about this. I really don't have a good reason. It's not like I'm overly, like, <laughs> I'm not one of those individuals that have a moral principle stand against it. I love candy. Mm-hmm. I just don't like the actual spectacle of getting dressed up, going. I feel like it's too much work. Oh I feel like God. I could go to the grocery <laughs> store, get candy, come back, and I'm all good. Oh, stop, stop. It's a fun time, man. Uh, it's another one that, also, that we talked about. The St. Patrick's Day and Halloween are two uh, events. They're not holidays, but events <laughs> that adults mess up for children. These are designed for children to enjoy, and then it's some 40-year-old... <laughs> person that's drunk too much and decides that he wants to be an obnoxious pumpkin or something <laughs> and it just it really bothers me i don't i don't have i don't like it i thought saint patty's day was always kind of for the drinkers no i, I think so i think whatever it is has been co-opted yeah that's for sure like and i think halloween like so they're gonna do uh a halloween parade at school they give you very strict rules at school too oh yes to they what do costumes you can wear definitely no mask you know the, the whole masking is out nope um, so, uh, that's cute. That is really cute. I want to say, like I said, Pumpkin Palooza uh, at Innsbruck was very cute. The Diamond, if you go to the Diamond on Thursdays or the Arthur Ashe Center on Thursday, this Thursday's Halloween, they have really great. Th- so, these are all things that you can do without going door to door because that is a nightmare. But the, oh, I miss those days. Man. 90, I would say in my neighborhood, I would say 85% of the parents just turn their lights off. Like 85%? It, it is not a, unless it's like an organized neighborhood block party, which we don't have in our neighborhood. Right. Our parents are just like, hey, look, take them to the mall or something. Don't, don't. Like, and I don't. Oh, that's sad to hear. Hey, look, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with the whole sure don't go are. don't go door to door thing. I thought it was always fun to get you know the community, the neighborhood together, everyone. You know, it's just so, kind of. I agree. If there are some neighborhoods, especially in the fan, especially in like Westover Hills, there there are certain neighborhoods in Richmond. Even I'm sure there are in Henrico and Chesterfield and Hanover as well that really embrace it. They really make it a block party type environment. But I just think the basic door to door. Like it's dead. I think it's dead, and I think it that should. That is so sad. You you are part of the reason why it's dead. This is sad. I think it should be dead. No, no. You have your children are a little bit older. Do they go out for Halloween? They're in middle school, high school, middle school, high school. Well, you know, Michaela's nine, so she's well, Michaela, all for Yeah, Michaela's all. Yeah, she's all. Michaela's all. What's she gonna be dressed up as? I don't know. We still haven't decided. We're procrastinators. Yeah, this is you're slipping. We're it's definitely Tuesday. not going to probably it's get Tuesday. a costume until Wednesday. You're slipping. I mean, it's important in our house, though. See, we take Halloween seriously over Don't here. Don't be one of those parents that now you just got a sheet with some holes cut in it. <laughs> And you go take your child. <laughs> Again, these are all the reasons why I don't like Halloween. At least if you're going to be in, be all the way in. Yeah, you got to go all the way in with it. With that said, 
what else is going on? Any big, any big GG Broadway life updates that we need to report on? Well, I have started a new herbal regimen that I must say <laughs> is amazing. I've gotten a lot of energy. So if any of the listeners out there that are into herbs, sea moss, mushrooms, um, elderberry, I'm, I'm so in tune to it and it's like really making a difference. I think I'm having a pre midlife crisis. So I'm like trying to like, you know, <laughs> up my vitality here. Let's lean into that. <laughs> Tell us a little bit more about your pre midlife crisis. I'm what, what, what is happening? I don't know. I've just been feeling like I've been dreading mortality lately. I've been feeling a little old and run down. So I've been doing a little research. Sure picked up some elderberries, some super mushrooms, um, some sea moss, made a little concoction. I, I'm actually feeling really good. This is the first I've heard about this. <laughs> uh, I, too, I was telling you uh, a little bit earlier today, I, too, feel a little bit off. I don't See? think I have any berries or... You need some elderberry. I'll, I'll, come, I'll come through with some elderberries. I, think, I think it'll help. And, I, you know, I, I think... We've had a, a string, uh, personally and, and publicly, we've had a string of uh, some people that I really look up to passed away. Uh, one that stands out is Elijah Cummings, who yeah. passed away at 68. Um, we just got the news uh, yesterday and today that John Connors, who's a former member of Congress, the former longest sitting African-American uh, tenured in Congress at the time, uh, has passed away. Yeah. Uh, Kay Hagan, who passed away, I think she was 66, she was a former senator in North Carolina. It was just like, and here's the thing, because it seems as if, without belaboring the point, but it seems as if every time, it's like every day, you hear something unfortunate in regards to mortality and health. Yes. And there was a part of me that, that here's a question I have for you, and I have a question for the audience as well. There's a part of me that wonders about this. Is it just because we have more access to our news? Because, well, I mean, people die every day. We knew that. Yeah. But it's like I feel like every day now I'm getting a push on my phone with something of that nature. And I'm like, has it always been that way? Or is it we just have more access to, like, people sharing that type of information? Well, don't let me go down the um, conspiracy. Like, <laughs> You think here. it's a conspiracy that we hear this news more? Well, I think it's, yes, it is because we have more access. But... Also, it's a lot more manipulation in regards to food, GMOs, chemicals being, it, it's just a lot. It's just, so I think it's a lot more harmful chemicals being pumped into our water, our food. Right, but, kind of but again, things. I think, so, so I understand what you're saying, but overall, I think our mortality rate is longer right now right i don't know but the issue is I, I just feel like i hear the news like i feel like i wake up every day yeah and here's the thing it could be also an age thing when i mean i hate to say it this way right. but when you're younger you don't really put things in perspective Jeez. but now you're getting to an age where it's like man i know that cat i, I knew that cat just i grew told up you with i'm that going cat. through a pre-med okay crisis. you're right i'm right this is ladies, not helping ladies and gentlemen i'm sorry to bring the crowd down <laughs> we have an amazing show for you today uh, we're going to talk to some really good friends of ours, and I hope you are, if you're not even into Kanye West like that, if you're not into this album, Jesus is King, I think you should listen to the episode just because we have some interesting, varying perspectives in regards to Kanye's journey, what he means on uh, culture, even though he just said yesterday that we have no culture, we are cultureless. I, oh God, <laughs> so many things to say, yes. <laughs> However, um, we're going to be joined by some good friends, and we're going to talk about this. This is the Cheats Movement on WRIR, and instead of playing our normal dip set, 
we'll probably lead in with some. How about some old Kanye? Not some new Kanye. Oh gosh, you we can't do the we can't do the new Kanye. We'll lead in with some old Kanye. Some registration, some something. Nah. We'll be right back after this. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to the Cheats Movement on WRIR. It is Tuesday, October 29th. Gigi Broadway is here. I'm here. We have a very special discussion taking place today. It is a big one. It's the it's the conversation of the moment. Kanye West has released Jesus is King. He released an IMAX movie that accompanies Jesus is King. He's done, he's made his rounds, done done a handful of interviews, a two-hour interview with Zane Lowe on Apple Music, another 50 minutes or so on Big Boy TV. Grand, I think it was at the Forum in Los Angeles, the Jesus is King concert debut. And we want to get into it, man. We want to get into all of it because I know it's been the topic of social media. It's been the topic of just discussion in our culture. And we want to really, really discuss it. We've got a wonderful panel set up to discuss some of or as much as we can in the short amount of time that we have on this show. We want to welcome to the program independent hip hop artist. Uh, unapologetic Christian rapper C. Goss. C. Goss, welcome to the program. What's up, y'all? What's up? He's also the host of the upcoming Fake Famous podcast. We're really, really excited about that coming online and talking a little bit about culture, a little bit about Christianity. Yep. C. Goss, tell us a little bit really quickly about the Fake Famous podcast. Yeah, Fake Famous podcast. We talk about culture. We talk about faith. Uh, we talk about the current topics of the day. Um, you know, and it, it is a faith-based podcast, but we have a little bit of everybody on there. Cheats was just on there uh, last week. And uh, we have some artists come through. Um, so, yeah, we have, we have a good time up there. And also joining the Cheats movement for this very special panel, one of my favorite artists, independent, if you will, charged up is in the building. Also, uh, somebody that really does lean on his faith publicly, lean on his faith uh, in his music as well. Uh, Noah O is in the building. Noah, welcome to the program. Peace, peace. What's good? What's good? And as always, I am joined by my ride or die, ride along co-host who is again very interested to discuss this topic gg broadway is in the building gg you ready to talk some kanye absolutely all blessings flow <laughs> let's get started with the music so the album came out it was a little bit of a delay kanye west once again pump faked the whole world and said it was going to be out at midnight but it was not out at midnight he was they, they had to mix a couple things if i want to get it straight but the the album is out 27 minutes give or take a very short uh album however let's let's jump right into the feedback and let's jump to the feedback from the two artists seagull snow oh what did you actually think of the the, the product the music yeah, so I always thought that Kanye was genius when it comes to the production, and that was uh, still the same thought after I heard the record. Um, I definitely was filling the record with Ty Dolla Sign. I was filling the records with the clips. 
Uh, his production was not lacking at all. It's still the same good old Kanye beat, beats and hooks and just arrangements. All those were super dope. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely was feeling it uh, when I first popped it in um, just because the, the a- a- anticipation of it is what really took me over the top. Um, so then, you know, I kept listening to it. I gave it a few spins and then I gave it probably like a seven and a half out of ten when I listened to it after like five or six times. All right, Noah, what you thought about it? I think it's dope, like, like Seagal said, like, uh, you know, even the beats that he didn't actually, like, produce, he still produced the album, and it's a Kanye album. I think one thing throughout Kanye, like, I, I'm a Kanye fan, have I liked every album he's dropped? Like, no, some albums I, I didn't, but I think compared to his last few albums, like this one, I think he had a direction he was going in and you could hear that versus like, you know, like the albums like The Life of Pablo or some of the others over the last few years. You could tell he and you could see what he was going through publicly. He was trying to figure it out or trying to, you know, hold it. He said it like his emotions, his sanity together, trying to figure out his faith. So I feel like, you know, he has a direction with this album. And I think more a lot of times like the public when they're just listening they don't they don't you don't realize that like how come one album sounds better than the other but you've seen it in the early stages of his career he had a direction he was trying to establish himself and then you've seen it and it's been uh it coincided with what he was going through personally so i think what we're you know we're seeing his growth and a lot of times in this day and age some of the bigger artists or people who could have kept going further didn't because they they didn't grow and I think, you know, he's showing his growth. He's always, you know, for better or for worse, been willing to put uh, who he is on display for the public, and it reflects through his art. So I think this is just another chapter in that. Gigi Broadway, what did you think of the actual album, the music? I thought it was great. I was excited. I'm, it's just, it was refreshing. I thought it was exactly what we need right now in this given day and time. Um, I know he made reference, he said, the people wanted Yandi, but Jesus Christ took out the laundry and we ended up with Jesus is King. And I think, I don't know about, you know, how the masses perceived it, but I just think it, it's necessary. I think it's a necessary album. I love it and I'm, I'm super excited. I'm proud of him. So let's dig into that really quick because you said that you believe the album is necessary. Um, I have some thoughts on the actual music, and we'll get into it. But tell us a little bit about why you thought this particular album was necessary. Because necessary is a is a powerful word. So why did you think the album was necessary at this time? I mean, I, I've never like been my tongue in regards to how I think society is going, and a lot of things that are being emphasized, and a lot of things that I think we are losing sight of in regards to us as a people. And I think. The album and the direction that he went to is just a direction that we we need, man. I think it's a lot of heathenish going things going on. I think it's getting crazy out here, and I think we have lost sight um, of a lot of our you know values and the foundation of a lot of things that I think we need to prosper as a people. And I think this album is. I don't want to say a catalyst, but I'm hoping that it will redirect a lot of mindsets in a way that people think and move and how we just go about as a society. So, Seagoss, you rated the album, you said about 7 out of 10? Yeah. About 7 out of 10. Noah, where would you rate the album musically? Man, that's one, one thing. I, I don't, 
I don't get into that. I, I don't have the scale. I don't you know seven out of ten, eight out of ten. I just enjoy it as a fan. Okay. Like, do I feel? Yeah, I just enjoy it. So I, I wouldn't even know where to begin with. And that. it's hard for you to yeah, like stack them, like you know how yeah, some people say. Where does it fit in his, his no. catalog? I just think it's another it's another chapter in his story. To me, is is dope though, you know, because it's like we've seen we've seen it, and for me as a fan. You know, we, we see all these stories in, in pop culture and hip hop where like you, you're about to see a train wreck and people keep watching. Sure. I don't want to see somebody, especially somebody that has kids and a family like crash and burn or commit suicide or you get addicted to drugs or you fall off and resort to just doing real desperate things to keep the spotlight and the attention. You know what I mean? It, it, it says something where, you know, it looked like it was going in that direction. And for him to like, take a step back and find something you know find his faith something that's anchoring him and reeling them back in hopefully this is like the beginning of who knows you know he's not a he's he's already a legend in like hip-hop and pop culture but you don't know what the next phase just like with jay-z what is the next 10 years gonna be like that's a good you know point I mean? though that you mentioned as well because i as someone that can see both sides of that right so uh, in regards to doing what he can to hold on to the attention, to hold on to the public exactly. view. And I think that is, we'll talk about this in the yeah, next segment, yeah, but yeah, that yeah. also can be played both ways in no, regards no, exactly. to maybe this is the next iteration of him holding on to attention and it making sure be. making himself as relevant as possible in a certain aspect. Are we going to get in? We can get that into that in the next right, segment. Right. Next segment, we're going to jump into, we're going to go back to the actual music part of it and... Noah doesn't Noah doesn't rate albums and as an artist I understand that she goes put it at about a seven to a ten. Gigi Broadway, when you're rating the twenty seven minutes, where do you where do you put it? I pretty much sum it up as uh yay or nay for me. You know what I mean? It's just I can't really give it a a actual score itself, but I mean it's it's definitely it's definitely a good album. Well, I'm glad that we're partners because I can't give it a score. <laughs> and I look, you know what? I told myself a long time ago that I was going to stop rating Richmond albums, like independent art. And we knew, you know this. If you follow the Cheats movement, there was a one point that we were actually rating, like we were giving numbers to independent releases. And that wound up, you know, almost causing some problems out in the community. So I don't want those types of problems. I really don't. Um, That's crazy. And it was crazy because, again, I would write the most detailed, most glowing review. The actual content of the reviews was really, I thought, well thought out and well put together. But nobody cared about the actual content. All they cared about was the number. Yeah. And, and, and so the number part is a real interesting part. So I stopped doing it for Richmond artists. But I still kind of put in the back of my mind where I would put albums out of 10 you know 10 stars or, or five stars if i was a source ranking and i gotta tell you i like the source ranking because it's the five mics right so they give you the ranks and the and, and the halves and so forth any artist that gets to the level that kanye west has gotten to and it's the same for jay-z it's the same for nas or even rick ross or people that have put out kind of album after album that that get talked about mentioned and covered and played i guess kendrick is in that pantheon now possibly a j cole y you judge them harder based off of their history 
and so I do do that. I'm not I'm not biased in that. I do do that when it comes to a Kanye album. So to me, a Kanye album has to be to even break the top four. You got to be better than College Dropout, Late Registration, Graduation, and then Dark Twisted Fantasy. Probably is ahead of a lot of those. So you gotta. So when you're looking at his catalog, it's like what Jay Z says. You gotta beat even the top yeah. the, the top three. You gotta beat Reasonable Doubt. You gotta beat uh, the Blueprint. You gotta beat the Black Album. You gotta beat Volume Two. Or, you know what I mean? So it's tough. And so with, with that, listening to this album, and and knowing the place that he's in, the most interesting part of this album to me is the the place the place that Kanye West is in. Yeah. That's the most interesting part of this album to me is the space that he's taken, the place that he's in with his journey. The play, that's the most interesting part. So when I listen to the music, it's a short album, right? Only 27 minutes. I'm going to tell you, I rock with every hour. I rock with God is. I rock with on God. I rock with use, use this gospel. So of 11 songs, and I don't even know if you can count uh, yeah, I guess you can count all. If you're counting them all, um, a little bit less than half of the album, I really feel like are songs that I'm going to play again. The other stuff I'm not going to probably play again, but I'm going to play those songs again. And then obviously every hour is the lead-in intro that doesn't really feature Kanye West. It features the choir. Um, so of the songs that he he's really putting out there for me to digest, uh, On God, God Is, Use This Gospel. So three out of ten in that sense. So I'm going to be harder on that part, and I'm probably going to give it two and a half out of five. If, it's, if I'm rating it in the source five mic system, Gigi Broadway is side-eyeing me really hard right now. But I'm telling you, I'm going with two and a half, two and a half mics out of five. Thoughts? That was a long explanation, but Gigi Broadway. You're entitled to your opinion, Chief. <laughs> Anyone else got any comments on on that? I mean, I, I I definitely feel where you're coming from. Like, yeah, if you compare it to all, you know, the ones that are definitely like considered his classics. But I try to when I when I hear artists like enjoy it for what it is. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's the same artist, but. You know, me being an artist myself, you don't go into every project with the same intent. I feel like his intent, he delivered what he's trying to deliver with this album. You know, the whole thing. That's what I'm looking at. Because it's like, that's the, yeah, it would be unfair to compare it to Dark Twisted Fantasy, where you probably spent a couple years making right, Flying right. the RZA out to Hawaii. Sure. You know what I mean? It's a much bigger production. And this besides, like, you know, this to me is like, you know, he has the choir, he has a couple features, but it's, it's to me, it's like smaller, you know what I mean? Scale-wise, the production of the actual album, like, this is an album that I don't know how many people were involved, but you get what I mean? It's not as big, versus like Pablo, where you heard he had like 60 people. Sure, you flying know I mean? in flying and out and for Come play a string and then leave, you know what I mean? Like, that's... So in that aspect, I get it, but I don't feel like you could compare it. You know what I mean? Am I wrong? Am I wrong to think that the most interesting part of this album is the actual journey and not the music? Like the most interesting, like most talked about. So, like so, so, so tell me what you yeah. think about it. Like, is the music even being overshadowed a little bit by the fact that it's Kanye West and what we're doing here? Uh, absolutely, yes. 
Definitely, 100%. And I feel that way just because you look at Kanye and who he is, or I'm sorry, who he was versus what he is now. And it's completely different uh, audience he's talking to. It's a completely different feel, the project. It's a completely different everything. And even in the lyrics, he says, uh, this is for who, who, who it, it matters to. So it matters to the Christians. It matters to us that it's like, yo, we, we uh, finally got one. You know what I mean? We, we got somebody we think is genuine, sincere, and he's a megastar. So we're going to buy this album. We're going to support this album. Um, I heard a radio PD say uh, that um, for a Kanye album, it was a one out of five. But for a hip hop album, it was, it was a four out of five. So they're like, you know, we, rate, we, we expect a lot from Kanye. Um, but when he has this new content to talk about, you have to give him space to figure out how to talk about it in creative ways that he, fi that he figured out uh, how to talk about everything else that, that he's done. Um, so I definitely like it as far as just a creativity project. Um, but as far as content, it was very basic. It was simple. It was nothing like, yo, that bar was crazy. Um, because he's still trying to figure out how do I do this Christianity thing and make gospel rhymes, quote unquote, cool almost. You know what? I have an interesting perspective about the bars thing, too. Yeah. Uh, and because, um, and, and this just could be me kind of listening to, you know, because I'm a Kanye fan. Full disclosure, I'm a Kanye fan. Uh, a fan of the old Kanye more so than, you know, fan of the music more so than his commentary. Yeah. Man of the, uh, fan of the old Kanye versus some of the stuff that he's doing now. But there was a split with him and his writing partner, Romsayer, um, mm -hmm. out of Chicago. And it, it happened during the very early, maybe within a day or two of the Life of Pablo album. Mm -hmm. And Romsair said in an interview, listen to his lyrics without, like, the influence of his writing team. Like, and Romsair was probably the main person of his writing. And anybody that knows Romsair, mm -hmm. Romsair's worked with Common. Romsair has made, like, he's along with um, Common that got all those, like, you know, the Tony, the Academy Jesus Award. Wow. Like, he wrote yeah, all yeah, this yeah. stuff. And so, um, so that Romsair was like, if you listen to the Pablo album, because he was like, I was only there for a day. You listen to the lyrics on the Pablo album, and you listen to the lyrics on um, the, the kind of the latest works of Kanye West, and he's like, you can really tell that the lyrics now are his, sure. but then the bars aren't the 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 witty kind of let me turn around and mm -hmm. you know. Mayonnaise color, miracle whip, like you know what I mean, like the bar, you know what I'm saying. It's yeah, just yeah. like, and I do like think the, the, the lyrical, the lyrical context right. came from a writing team that he used to be close to. That now he's talking, you know, his his lyrical content is just different. And when he tries to rap, rap, like because there was, I think, I don't even know if it's rap, rap, but I think both on God and God is are two songs where he's lyrically. Yeah. giving you stuff yeah. and you just listen to it and it's almost like um, I think you're right when you say stripped down or basic you're like you know it's just not the wordsmith that used to like there's not the, it's not Jesus Walks the lyrics of Jesus Walks and the lyrics of this album there's not a like, lyrical me, context like, I never like looked at Kanye like you know like I look at like a super lyrical rapper it's the conviction with what he says, mm -hmm. he's kind of direct in his style, but it's, it's the whole fact that, like, man, it ain't matter if he's not talking about crazy killing or selling dope. Like, he means what he says. Right. Time, he was hype. Huh? <laughs> like, he mean it. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, I never, I don't listen to him in that aspect. So it's like, I didn't digest it from that angle. I just listened to it and it sounds like, to me, there's a man who 
means what he's going through. You know, that's how I hear that album. All right, we, and we will be right back. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. We are joined, of course, with Seagoss, Noah O, and we touched a little bit about the musical aspect of Jesus the King and uh, Kanye and his development of this album. But let's get a little bit into the impact in regards to the culture, his process, his journey, and what that means for us what that means for him going forward and i mean for me i'm probably the only one at this table that is still processing it and is still really conflicted in regards to how i receive anything that kanye west does in 2019 because if you follow kanye west for a very long time uh, as i have and most of the times, so in most of my life and his career rooting for him, the things that he's doing now um, when it comes to the, to, the, to the Trump stuff and to the politics stuff and some of the stuff that he's doing with mental health, um, I want him to be well. You know what I'm saying? I want him to be well um, if this is where he is now in his faith walk. I, I really want to believe that. I do have a level of concern about the authenticity of where he is right now not saying that I question how authentic like his positioning is in his life and his journey but I do question and I still have to process what does this mean for someone that has so much influence that has so many people following him and if he was just following him to a level of Christianity um, a level of spirituality where he believes will lead them to the right direction I do think that is a positive thing my concern is there's still so much of me, 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 me in, in the Kanye that we know. Kanye West has always had an ego from the beginning to the end. And I'm not saying that people don't. Everybody does. But there's parts of me that question $50 socks, right? $200, $250 sweatshirts that just say uh, Sunday service or, or something on it. Those are the things that I, I'm concerned I'm concerned about those kind of materialistic things. Yeah. And then this is a guy that has always said, you need to invest in me, 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 me. And like most people, they get, uh, get religion real quick. Like uh, <laughs> I, I, I was used to be in the service and the saying in the service is, there's no atheists in foxholes, yeah. right? So when, when, you, when, when it's really getting real, that's when you turn to wherever you need to turn to. Yeah. And, 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 and again, if this is a permanent kind of journey that he's on that he's leading people to this thing but my my main hesitation with all of it is that he throughout his career he's always found a way to put attention to himself and he's always kind of used music as a way to put attention to himself in a positive light but no matter what he's going through if it's public falling out if it's taylor swift he's always kind of figured out the way to put the attention on himself and to still keep it about himself and now he's got such a bigger mission 
this mission that he's taken on is so much bigger than himself. I'm just wondering how much he can put himself out of it and not make it about Sunday services touring the country and not make it about uh, how much you're investing in him as an individual, but how much they're putting into like, did you, you know, the did kingdom. You see, so I didn't used to understand, like over the last few years, I didn't understand why certain clothing brands um, would charge so much, right? And there's like different products out here, there's stuff you buy at Walmart, like different t-shirts. So like I watched this Zane, uh, Zane Lowe. Mm -hmm. I watched a Zane Lowe interview and like this clothing brand here, Noah, like is a brand and I wear it, like it's known in like fashion, and that's whole high beast world. But I really like research the company, like the dude used to be at Supreme, was one of their head designers, but what's, important to him he doesn't mass produce products so every time he puts out a product he breaks down like yo this is why this t-shirt costs fifty dollars i'm making sure like the ink is not out of some place in china or somewhere and it's like putting toxins in the atmosphere this dye came from this village these people hand do like every step of the way he tries to make the brand as sustainable as possible to minimize the impact so like on zane on kanye zane low interview he was talking about that like I have this property in Wyoming. I want to bring like jobs back to America. I want to make sure, like he was like, yo, why do I got, you know, he was wearing like wool. He was like, how could we make this? He was like, at first I wanted the inner, the inside lining to be nylon till I, till I found out it takes a four story building just to create the nylon. Mm -hmm. You know, that's stuff that people don't think about. And this, this is at what point besides the fact of him being a Christian, right? We know, whether you're in fashion or whatever, like you're in it to make money or to put out dope products, dope things into the world, right? So it's like, do you, but the aim of your brand may be different. He's not trying to make, I, I don't know his whole reason. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna you say that. I mean? cause, you, are but, you trying but, to make the same stuff you see in Walmart? You can make a $12 t-shirt. You can make a $12 t-shirt that is mass producing the factory, not getting paid nothing in mexico and then shipped over here you you get what i mean and these are the things i think some of that and i don't want to get like we don't look right and i don't want to get bogged down in the production of no, Jesus. No, 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 I'm, i know but I but but some of that stuff when it comes to like some of that stuff is out of necessity but some of it and especially in and somebody like kanye's um positioning as yeah. we currently stand right now kanye west said he built the he's building the land in wyoming so he can bring the stuff from overseas yeah, yeah. that is to to me I mean, I'm, again I'm that's yeah yeah that, but that's no the 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 limited runs he has now and the prices he charges now uh, some of that stuff is in uh, concert with adidas especially with the yeah, shoes yeah, yeah. but some of it is also so i understand the aspirational parts of it but there is a part of you know, there's a part of all of this stuff, and we talk about uh, hypocrisy and and people being hypocrites, and uh, every one of us to an extent, and myself included. But the you know, at this point, he is rallying against things that he helped create, right? He set the, the again. He he's just saying last week on on all of those interviews, who set the pink polo trend? Who set the skinny jeans? Who set this stuff? And uh, again, people argue about who really you know set some of this stuff i understand why um the people that that really support him want him to be successful and want yeah, this yeah. want this to be genuine and i get it it's just again one of the challenges that gives me a, a little level of gives me a level of hesitation is because 
he's been this person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think I think that's the journey of all Christians. See, gospel, sure. right? You've been one person one way, for and sure, then for sure. So here's the disadvantage that Kanye has going into this uh, new journey that he's on. He has to live it out in real time in front of everybody. Right. Where I can be a Christian, which I am. And I can mess up, but nobody know about it. But my question is, does he have to? Yes. Does, I mean, does he have I, to what? To live it out in real time in front of everybody. I, I know what you're He's saying. Kanye West, so he takes pride in saying, hey, I messed up. I got this wrong, but now I'm going to fix it and make it right. And I'm not saying he needs to go into a cave. I'm not saying that and not be who he is. But there is a, I do think that there is a level of, there's a level of ability to be able to do some of the stuff that he does without some of the extra stuff that puts attention on himself. Any, I think any Christian will tell you putting your faith in man is probably a mistake. And so I, I do think it's just difficult for the, the number of people that I already see just after one album and a couple of interviews and an IMAX movie that seem to be putting their faith in his success uh, as a victory for the larger, the bigger picture. I mean, to play devil's advocate. As you always do. As I always do. Because, <laughs> I mean, I definitely understand what you're saying in regards to it seems like sometimes he allows the me, me, me aspect to kind of overshadow some of his um, good doings. But at the same time, if we don't see what he's doing, how can we, you know what I'm saying? How can we feed into the journey how can we lead back you know by his example how can we see the transformation of his journey and how he went from you know point a to point b it's kind of like the same thing with a lot of people have mixed feelings about people who do char charitable things on social media like if you go to the hood and you you know you see people handing out money or some people like okay well you know why why do they have to feel the need to let everyone know that they're giving back. Why can't they just do it behind closed doors? Yeah. But at the same time, you know, how can we take that example and, and kind of put that positive energy out there and say, you know what, look at what so-and-so did for the hood last week. Why don't I do this? Cause, so it's kind of like a double-edged sword. I think, I think the, like, I'm a person who, because of what I believe in the way I interpret my faith, like, I'm not supposed to do that, but it's okay if somebody else does it because that's not my intention is to do these things to glorify myself. Like mm -hmm. I could let other people tell that story, but I do think it, that's just my personal belief though. Hey man, look man, I just gave this man a hundred dollars. Man, tell him on camera, you know, like stuff yeah. like right, that. Right, it's right. real, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't, that's just me personally. But I believe it can be done in a way. Like I took them on Thanksgiving. We were like feeding people, you know? And that's for them. I wanted to make sure my sons see that so they remember these things. And so other people knew the organization I was doing it for so maybe they can get involved. But I, you yeah. know, no, it's, no, it's a way I think. You Noah, know you're I mean? the perfect person to ask this question. You are the perfect person to ask this question because for, uh, for those who don't know Noah O, Noah O is also a proud Filipino, Filipino descent. One of the biggest global icons in the world. Uh, Welterweight champion of the world, Manny Pacquiao, right? <laughs> Filipino, yeah, yeah, yeah. right, right, right. Filipino, um, through, I mean, through his career in public, uh, Manny Pacquiao was about 40, 42, 43. Um, and he had a very strong religious conversion, if you will, 
um, and does do a lot of charitable things and, and is very uh, God first in his path right now and where he's walked. And he's been that way for a number of years, but it wasn't that way when he started his career. Mm-hmm. I'm, you're the perfect person to ask this because he is Manny Pacquiao is a global icon. He is a big, big deal. Yeah. Everybody knows Manny Pacquiao and Manny Pacquiao fights. This with Kanye West this week and last week to me feels different. Right, so Pacquiao's a global icon. He's a big, he's a big victory for if people wanted him to win because he's a victory for the kingdom. Pacquiao is a shining example of that. The, the, what, I, I, I always use this example. Like it feels different, especially when it comes to rap, because like what is rap at the end of the day? If it's not like from a gospel rap perspective, what is rap? It's like bringing attention to yourself. Or telling you know, telling your story, telling what you've been through, saying how you're better, how you have things somebody else doesn't have, how you represent for your home. So that's the conflict. Everything about if you're really gonna follow being a Christian to the T is it's not my story. Right. It's Christ's story. It's not what I have, it's what he's done for me you know what i mean it's like almost the opposite so that's what feels so different and like even me you know as as a christian like athletes don't have to have that conflict because they don't have to say much all they got to do out there is go and win and then point to the sky yeah you you know do whatever they do away from the camera everything about rap is played out in front of people so it's never going to be the same. And, and that's definitely right. true because in rap, you're celebrated when your lyrics are real or when you're really doing what you're saying. Um, so that's why it's always, yo, this dude's so cold. He, he's, he's so hard. You, like, did you hear that bar? He just spit about what he's doing. And then it's even better. And you get more street credit if you're really doing what, what you're saying. Um, so it's difficult for a, a, a rapper who, who, who is a Christian and believes their faith it, it, it's difficult for that rapper to be popular because it's so not about you. So you can't brag, just like Noah was saying, you can't brag about you know your your uh, uh, your accolades and your things like that because that's not necessarily what Christians do. So we hear that as well too in Kanye's new album where he's not necessarily talking about his accolades. He's not necessarily talking about him being uh, you know the flyest rapper ever. But this record is pointing so much to Jesus that it's kind of refreshing for everybody to hear Kanye for once right. not talk about himself in a way that we've heard him on College Dropout or that kind of thing. And to be honest, America likes arrogant, cocky people. So that's why we liked Kanye as well, too, a little bit. Yeah. So now that Kanye's changing the person who we're talking about, it's like, oh, that joint is whack. I don't like it. So we're, we got to get used to this breath of fresh air and this new Kanye that we're going to get. And I mean, just from the interviews that I've seen recently, I've noticed, I don't know about you guys, but I've noticed a difference in, you know, his redirection with a certain, you know, a certain um, amount of things. Like I've seen him bring it back to Jesus. You know, it's this, where I am right now, it's about Jesus Christ. It's about, you know, I'm not scared of people's opinions. The only person I'm scared of is, is God. And I think that that is another thing that is refreshing in regards to, you know, this album and his views is that I think he's just putting a foundation back into society that has been diminished over the, the course of the last couple of decades. 
Let me let me wrap it up on this. We gotta we gotta wrap this up. It's a great we've had a great conversation with Seagoss, No O G G Broadway. Look, let me ask this to the group though, because uh, I'm not the only one. Well, even though, like I said, I'm the only one at this table, but I'm not the only one that has serious reservations, if you will, about the current Kanye West that we're seeing. So I want to frame the question to you guys this way. Um, uh, is there a danger if this doesn't go the way that we that that we foresee? If he doesn't stay in the path that he's in right now, um, that really does focus on what he's doing uh, for Jesus and what he's doing is, with Jesus as King. If he doesn't stay in this path for the rest of his journey, is there a danger in that? It's only a danger if people put their faith in Kanye and not Jesus. That's the only way it's a danger because man will always fail you. No matter if Kanye does does this thing successful or not, man is always gonna it's always gonna fail you and, and and mess things up. So as long as we're not putting our faith in Kanye, then there's not a danger. That's right. Like when you ask me that, I'm not. I don't have any reservations because I'm not looking to Kanye West for anything. Yeah. I enjoy Kanye West music, and that he's a you know what I mean. And and. We have similar beliefs now. We might have similarities, but I don't look to him for anything. Not my political direction, not my religious conviction, but I think this, this time, like people in the church are skeptical, and then you have people in the church that like it. People in hip-hop, oh, this is a weak album. Oh, and then you got people like, oh, I don't like God, period. I don't want to hear about it. So I think, to me, this is one of the bravest things he's done at the, at the height of his career. Mm-hmm to say unequivocally like I, he didn't say i believe in god he made like passion of the christ the album you know what i mean he made it and but you see this this has happened in the past with people like bob dylan like there's always been rock stars and different people who wrestle with you know that life and then their faith you know what i mean so i think to me, it's brave i, I don't think I, let me say this i will argue though, that this is the height of this i will argue that this is the height of his in, career I, mean, I would argue might, about might the height of his career right, right. statement. Well, Eddie, Eddie still, he's still, he is still a very still relevant, one of the global, yes, yeah, he's still very still relevant, but I would, would, I would be concerned about the, the height. Maybe not the height, but this is what I think, though. Last thing, like, yeah, he's putting himself out there to be judged, and we didn't, I don't even know if we got time to address this, because I have a lot of friends who are like, he's just doing this to get back, use the black church as a way to get back in with the black community, I've to heard get that, that support back behind him after all the Trump stuff. To me, I don't know. So the real danger would be if, to me, he's gonna be accountable to his relationship with God if he's using it, yeah. continue to use a platform for his own, own personal gain and using God. That, see, that that's it. Mm-hmm. That on that's on him and his conscience. Yeah. I just got one question for you guys. Are we cultureless or not? I don't think we are. I think that we create the culture. I think black people have created culture for years and white people have stolen from us. Dude. Uh, yeah, I didn't get it. So yeah. he was saying that, that, that people are handed the culture? He was by, saying by, that. If, if we aren't the culture, then who created it, right? Exactly. Yeah, and, nah. you know, he used the example of, like, the clothing designers, you know, Versace, yeah, Louis Vuitton. Yeah, who owns the NFL. Like, no. Nah, exactly. Right. So in that aspect, I think he's correct. I mean, okay. if, if our culture is based upon a foundation of entities and corporations that we had no input in, how can we say it's our culture? He's saying hip-hop or he's saying black people? Black people. Nah, but he culture, was saying he, he, he was saying like all the institutions from NFL to all these things that 
uh, combined make up what you know we talk about on social media people gossip about when oh, it's the okay. nfl gotcha. hip-hop fashion like and and so i don't think people and are some of that so, some of that to me is him still grappling with himself i mean i do i do think that we're an audience yeah. there's a part of me that believes that we are an audience of him working out his issues with himself in front of everyone to see yeah, definitely. and so when he says things like that like when he says the slavery is a choice line or when if he says things like we're you know we're basically given the culture and this isn't you know we're all we're cultureless people and we don't know who we are i think that's him wrestling with himself more than anything else mm-hmm. and he's doing it in the way that he chooses to do it he chooses to do it in streams of consciousness in his concerts or he does it with his interview with sway or he does it with his interview with big boy and that's how he chooses to kind of wrestle with some of this stuff out loud, the way that he processes these things. Could, could, he, could he get together concrete thoughts and then come out and do an interview and say it? He could, but it wouldn't be him. That's like what I was going to say. He is, I, don't, I don't he, know what people expect. He kind of processes this stuff in real time. He's never been able to articulate in a, in a, himself in a way that satisfies everyone right right and a, you know what i mean but, so i'm just like why why are people still expecting that's like you don't expect certain stuff out of little wayne but that's again but that's so part why, why that's part of this stuff West. they're both rappers but that's some of the stuff that we wrestle with some crazy stuff yeah yeah but no no one See, again no one looks saying. a little way for this stuff why are people putting kind i, I don't understand that it's but that but that's like, I feel well, I like I think that's that's I feel like that's, that's what's happening a lot and we and and these are all good things that we have to wrestle with the the on the other end I will we'll end it with this on the other end of of our conversation in regards to the question of um if we if there is issues with his authenticity does it hurt if there are not issues with where he is right now and if he stays this is the Kanye West that stays with us culturally societally if this stays for as you know the rest of his days yeah. uh what does that mean what impact does that have it has a great impact um i think we have to understand that kanye has made a gospel album but he does he's not forced to make necessarily christian music uh from here on out but he's just this one had to be explicitly christian so that his new listeners and followers will know i'm a, I'm a christian but moving forward, he doesn't have to make this kind of album, every single album now. Um, let's look at Lecrae. Lecrae has made explicitly gospel records, but now he's got records with uh, your man from Atlanta. Um, what's your boy's name? Yes, Zaytoven. So, you know, um, this is the start of something, but we can't hold Kanye to say, okay, you have to make gospel music now for the rest of your life. So that's, I think, that's going to be the cultural uh, uh, kind of scale of how we weigh him but we shouldn't um but yeah i mean i think i think it's great for the culture where he's at uh and where he's going as well too and we are not cultureless we have plenty of culture <laughs> i mean i i think if he stays on this path like i don't think there's ever been a rapper as big as kanye make this type of conversion if that makes sense like you've had the dmx and you had mace and different people you know so it'll be interesting to see i hope yeah, I just hope he's in a good place. At the end of the day, this is a man, you know, playing out his life in front of in front of the world, you know what I mean? I hope if, if people in the church, in the Christian community feel like 
they're skeptical. I hope he could get some good people around him. And at the same time, you know what I mean? Like, I just don't like the, I just don't like the time we're in where it's like, just the negativity right. on all sides. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, there might be people not in the church. They don't understand it at all. Look at it like it's a power play. There's people in the church, like, you know, he, this is some Illuminati. This is the latest puppet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so it's just, like, disgusting to me to see all that. But sorry. I think, um, I think it's a bit of a game changer. And I also think it opens a lot of doors for upcoming entertainers and artists to f- kind of i'm not gonna say put a battery in their back but just give them the confidence to be able to create and you know gain a platform without succumbing to a lot of negative behavior like a lot of people don't know Katy perry started as a gospel singer but before she got into the industry she totally switched it up and of course she came out you know she went from gospel to to fit into what mainstream has deemed pretty much the norm. So I think by him doing this, um, I think it gives people hope. And I think it gives them another foundation for them to create on their terms and not what society thinks that we should be to have a platform. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have to leave it there. We want to thank Noah O, C. Goss, Gigi Broadway, as always. We got to get out of here, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. We want to thank everybody. This is the Cheats Movement on WRIR.